0: Everyone, and welcome back to the Siemens Additive Manufacturing Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Akoff, And uh, if you've been listening along, we are now in our second season. And we're working our way through conversations centered around specific industries that are adopting additive manufacturing. Episodes one through three were about additive in the aerospace industry, but we're now several episodes into talking about the energy industry, which leads me to our current guest, Kevin Sheehan. Thank you for joining us today, Kevin. I'm, I'm really looking forward to discussing how additive manufacturing is used in the energy industry. You work for Siemens Energy, so maybe we can start off with a bit about your background and then maybe some information about what exactly it is Siemens Energy does.
1: Yeah. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me today. Great to be able to tell our story and hopefully provide some insight to others that are in the industry already or, or thinking about themselves of how to get started. I've been at Siemens Energy for quite a while, uh, over 20 years now, traditionally a materials engineer and then uh, in various different leadership positions throughout the business. About five years ago, we started our real push to implement additive within our business. We have an internal focus where we're implementing metal additive or laser powder bed fusion additive into our gas turbine fleet primarily. And I lead the internal business for our large rotating equipment specifically. Along those same lines, we also have an external business. I have a colleague that drives that business where we're focused on contract manufacturing, design services for aero markets, automotive, even defense applications in some respects. I'd say we've been in it for quite a while and, and we're starting to really see the fruits of, of that, those labors, so to say.
0: From what I can tell, Siemens Energy is, is a bit of an outlier in the energy industry and in that, you know, you guys have been active with additive for quite some time when, from what I can tell, many other energy companies are still not really fully invested. Can you talk about maybe how Siemens Energy began that journey and why?
1: I would say we are a bit of a leader within the energy sector. It all depends on what people like to share publicly, of course, but uh, we've been I guess, a little bit more vocal than others. We're currently over 125 qualified parts across our entire fleet, which includes the smaller gas turbines as well. So we've put a lot of effort into understanding this technology, ensuring that we've got the processes in place within our factories where we've got uh, over 50 plus powder bed printers operating today. And on those parts we've got over a million hours now on these additive parts, we we feel we really understand their behavior and what it what it really takes to to implement. I guess about ten years ago we started this journey in the development side of things, trying to understand what additive was all about. Of course, that was one-off development machines. You know, how to, what does how does this process even work? What type of materials? properties do you get out of this this process? So quite some R&D spent then. And then uh, back in about 2000, 2016, we acquired Material Solutions in the United Kingdom, and they became one of our premier additive factories alongside our Finnspong location in Sweden. That was our big commitment to we're going full bore into additive with serial production. Of course, my organization was then formed to further increase the adoption of serial manufacturing. Prototyping was always there for years and years and years. Everybody's been using it. But uh, 2017, we also made the commitment to go serial production. We saw the value, we understood the process, and it was was time to unlock that potential of additive for us.
0: What does a typical Siemens Energy customer look like? I mean, I assume for the most part, they're probably producing energy, are they constructing energy generation facilities? I mean, what, what's the basic profile of your, your customer base?
1: Well, Siemens Energy itself is a, is a huge company. We're definitely in the energy production and utilization space of the industry. Right now, you would classify most of our customers as utilities of electrical generation or on the industrial side of the business, you know, oil and gas, compressor services, would be one of the major ones. But of course, this big discussion about decarbonization and what are we doing to make a more sustainable energy transition. So we're influencing that, we're working with our current customers to, to drive that. What I would say is our biggest, say revenue is, is in these gas turbine fleets and also the transition of that fleet to a more renewable source of energy.
0: Well, I definitely want to talk about sustainability in a bit. But before we get there, you mentioned that you also do some like contract-type work outside, external customers. I think you said aero and, and maybe space, but what are some of the other markets you, you, you deal with there?
1: We're in a, already internally a very complex and high-performance industry with gas turbines as our main focus for additive. So we see uh, many synergies that what we've learned in our internal side of the business is applicable to external. We're generating quite some interest and can provide services to the likes of aerospace companies, whether they're on the commercial side of aviation or defense applications for aviation, but also the space side. You know, everybody's talking about satellites and and microsats, and there's certainly weight savings is a big topic uh, where additive is, is playing a role. We also are servicing automotive autosport again, where weight savings is critical or could be some high performance applications and on the engine power plant side of the the car yeah there's certainly some some advantages uh, hopefully a win win for both both sides of the business to provide what what we know and and hopefully uh, aid other people to bring additive along in their their industry too
0: in looking at the parts that come from Siemens Energy. One of the things I've noticed is that they they sort of have these unique design elements. Uh they, they kind of tell me that they've been designed for additive from from the beginning. When your colleagues design a part for printing, they're thinking about things like, you know, reducing the number of supports and minimizing overhangs and things like that. How long did it take to build up the knowledge about designing for additive so that your designs were printable with an acceptable level of uh you know, efficiency and quality from, from the beginning?
1: Well, I would say we're still learning. I think everybody is in that boat in terms of what can additive do for me. And every, every day we find something new we didn't expect. Even though we've been doing this uh, as a dedicated team for the last five years, it's uh, surprising what, what the engineers come up with. Uh, so it's really about, from our standpoint, Dedicating people to learning this—if uh, it's—if it's a hobby of our current organization and design—we—we—we we, we said from the beginning that's not going to accelerate additive. But we need people that are that are 100% dedicated to this technology and and really understanding it. So, the other piece of that too is is having the factory really helps because this is a technology that is so integrated between what the factory can produce and what the the designer can create and because it's so new each side of that equation is learning it's not like a 30 year old casting industry that there's limitations and they're all known today so it's it's more of designing to that industry in this case where we're always learning oh you can't do that so that works that's that's interesting the other side of it is culture too We've put a big emphasis on culture because of this equation that we're dealing with. It's not an over-the-wall technology. We've really put a focus on how do the engineers trust each other on both sides of the design and on the manufacturing. Certainly focused on the softer side. It, it's not just facts and figures and numbers and design calculations and build setups. It's, it's really how do the people work together. It's tough in a large corporation, but we're finding a way. I think the proof is in the pudding there
0: from the parts I've seen that have been uh, pretty impressive coming from from your group. So yeah. As I've talked with several other people in the energy industry about additive, they they seem to at least some of the people have seemed to suggest that the energy industry as a whole has been a little bit slower to adopt additive than some other industries like aerospace. Is that your feeling as well and and if you think that why do you think that is? Why do you think uh, the energy industry has been reluctant while, you know, you guys have, have kind of jumped in with both feet?
1: Well, I guess someone always has to be the, the leader. That's who we are. I guess that's for other people to decide if we are leading that, that industry. But we, we saw the value and, and we went after it. Didn't really wait on somebody else to do that for us. We had a, a culture, again, that said, if we're going to do this, we're going to commit it took our management within Additive. It took even the executive board of Siemens Energy to also backstop this endeavor that we're on. It's all about confidence, and you build confidence by doing. That's what we're, we're after. We're trying to put parts on engines. We're briefing customers. We're bringing the customers into the equation on, will you accept this technology? Uh, this is how we've tested it. This is how we understand it. It's a little bit by step-by-step by step but uh, also really committing to it and showing that you understand the process.
0: You mentioned sustainability earlier, and we we hear a lot these days about climate change and and the associated sustainability issues. I imagine that that has brought about some big changes that you've seen in the energy industry. What are you seeing there that... In the demands from your customer base to adjust to you know these new market and regulatory realities around you know sustainability and, and
1: responsible energy generation. One area that I would say sustainability and additive manufacturing really cross paths is on our current product line. Let's use the gas turbine as an example. One of the biggest topics around gas turbines is emissions and. Also, the efficiency—they kind of go hand in hand on how much fuel you use, how much fossil fuel is needed. Natural gas, in this case, uh, is the current method. So, how do you get the most power, more power for less fuel? So, efficiency. Additive manufacturing is is showing areas where it's you know saving cooling air, creating a better and more efficient combustion or turbine section through. Unique designs that you couldn't do previously. So it's about efficiency and reducing emissions for us on the gas turbine, which is what we would say is a bridge technology to even more sustainable types of energy production, whether it be renewables like solar or wind, or in the most recent examples for the gas turbine is how do you switch over to hydrogen? Hydrogen, if it is the at least the current going forward plan of sustainability for the gas turbine. Uh, of course, it substantially reduces emissions over using natural gas. And if you can, you can make hydrogen via renewable sources, then it, then it really becomes a green technology. All of our gas turbines, yeah, our, our most of our gas turbines, well, all of our gas turbines are, are using or can use hydrogen today, and, and we expect by 2030 we can burn 100% hydrogen in, in every one of our engines. That's cool. I hadn't heard that before.
0: I imagine that there are also some hurdles that, that added manufacturing needs to clear. I think you kind of alluded to a couple of those in order to, you know, allow for sort of accelerated adoption in the energy industry. Can you help us understand what some of those barriers that you're seeing might be?
1: I guess our industry is a little bit different than the aero industry, where regulations are are there for commercial flight safety and and such. The energy industry is a little bit more up to the OEM, if you will, to decide what's required. So we have our our own internal requirements that we have to live by. And and of course, it's in our best interest that parts live for a long time so that the customer can stay operating most of our engines and parts need to survive one, two, three years before they come out of the engine. So it's it's a vastly different operating regime than than your normal aviation and and flight type of industry so regulations not not so much of course the understanding of the behavior of the materials is an area that that is a hurdle you know everyone needs to understand how these parts are going to behave what are the material properties what are the limitations on the machines that print these parts how can they act differently day to day. So that's certainly an area that's not unique to us, but for everybody that uses these parts and that takes time. So we've been doing it for 10 years now, trying to learn and and understand the nuances of material behavior and quality of parts over time. So that's, that's certainly an area. And I would say the last area is just organizational confidence. How do you bring something nobody knows anything about, into the organization? How do you get them comfortable with a new technology? So again, you know, it's a little bit of a sales job internally of many presentations, uh, becoming a PowerPoint master in some respects to uh, convey what you've learned over the last 10 years to get people comfortable just internally as well to say, I'll take the risk that we put this part on an engine. And then of course you go and go to the end customer And you also have to get their confidence that this part will survive. You won't create a forced outage and stop energy production and ultimately affects you and me in our house and in our day to day if the power goes out. So it's two different worlds that that we that we have to generate confidence. And uh, we've put a lot of effort into that, too.
0: With those barriers in mind. I remember back in like 2016, we, we on the software side came up with a list of about, I don't know, 12 different use cases for additive that we felt are, are sort of the sweet spots for the technology. What are the, the use cases that you feel are really good for the energy industry for additive?
1: Well, so I, I put them into probably two buckets. Coming back to the sustainability perspective, it's, it's about improving importance performance of gas turbines, and we found the biggest bang for your buck is uh, in the combustion system and in the turbine area of the engine. High temperatures, complex environments of mixing fuel and air together in the combustor, very ripe for additive. It's an area of the engine that was conventionally, it's, you know, sheet metal, it's welds, it's many assemblies put together and sizing is, is very good for additive in that area, too. Fits pretty well from business case standpoint, park consolidation and such. I don't think that's any secret, though others are doing. And then, of course, on the turbine side, it's, again, it's high temperatures, it's complex cooling, it's aero shapes. Casting has come a long way, of course, but we're now starting to see where, where additive and, of course, advancements in materials are enabling certain designs that, that further enable our, our efficiency gains. Uh, so that's one area. The other area I would say is inventory management. A lot of work being done right now on spare part on demand. Maybe it's it's not complex stuff. It's lower class parts, parts that aren't in the flow path, but are are still vital to the engine to allow it to operate. Being able to turn around parts quickly is certainly an area that we're exploring that that additive can do. It, spent this past weekend on on that very such thing of site calls you up and said, Hey, we need this part. You know, it's damaged. Uh, didn't expect that. Can you turn something around quickly? So this is where the, the digital warehouse comes in. The, the understanding of the digital chain. And of course, Siemens Digital Industries is helping us out there tremendously to be able to quickly turn something from, from digital to a part in, in less than a week is is something that that really helps everybody. That's certainly an area of additive we're pushing to.
0: Interesting. because That's a use case I've heard lots of people talk about, but I haven't seen a whole lot of... It was always one of those things that, well, it should be able to do this with it, but I haven't seen a whole lot of people actually working towards that. So that's awesome. So we talked about efficiency. Let's dive a little bit deeper here. We've seen in other industries how additive can be a technology that can aid in efficiency gains, you know, and most of those are through things like optimization of maybe part geometry or even part function. I assume that you guys are kind of walking down those same paths at, at Siemens Energy and uh what does that get for you other than just the, the basic efficiencies? What's the what's the long-term effect for you and your business?
1: Well, certainly on the on the longer Operating engines, uh, which tend to be our larger engines, it's an efficiency race, if you will. Of course, when you're burning a lot of fuel per second, small percentage changes in efficiency equate to very large economies of of scale in the yearly operating of those engines. So it's worth a lot to the end customer to be able to create power for the same, same or less amount of fuel. Much like our automobiles today, higher miles per gallon equate to <laughs> to less cost in our, our pocket when we fill up. That certainly uh, holds true for us on, on the very large engines too. So as I said earlier, how to use additive to prove that. We're certainly seeing that those use cases are, are coming up every day for us, certainly in our, our new projects that we're currently selling on our biggest engines. It's an area that we Put a lot of pride into with our, our additive team that we can uh, now utilize this technology for really bring in huge benefits to our customers. So
0: I think on that note, we'll pause and end this episode of the Siemens Additive Manufacturing Podcast. Not to worry, though, Kevin will be back with me in the next episode, and we will continue our conversation about 3D printing in the energy industry. Until then, I'd like to thank the Siemens Thought Leadership team for sponsoring our podcast, and I'd like to thank all of you, of course, for listening in. My name is Ashley Eckhoff. We've been talking today with Kevin Sheehan from Siemens Energy, and we'll both be back to continue this conversation next time. Take care, everyone.